Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Happy Gut for Life podcast with Sherry Lip. I'm Sherry, and to this week I'm going to be talking about um, starting the SCD diet and kind of some tips for not feeling overwhelmed as you get started. The very first thing you want to do when you're starting uh, SCD is to get the book Breaking the Vicious Cycle. Um, if you don't have that book and you're thinking about getting started, um, definitely get the book. You can get started with while you're waiting, but I highly recommend reading the whole thing first. Um, if you go to the website for Breaking the Vicious Cycle, they do have the intro diet there and a lot of info, so if you really want to get started right away, um, I would recommend that. Um, but for me, when I started, I bought the book, I read through the whole thing, and I actually didn't start the diet for a couple of weeks, maybe even a, a month or so after that. Um, and that's because it's a lot of information, so it will feel overwhelming at first. Um, kind of absorbing all the info and then kind of adjusting to how much you're going to have to change your eating style. For some people, that's going to be a big change. Um, you know, if you're used to eating processed food and bread and pasta, that's kind of where I was at when I started. I had tried a few things with diet, and but I had not cut out gluten or anything like that. Now, if you have already cut out gluten, you're, you're a good way there. If you've tried paleo, you're a lot of the way there. If you've tried keto, you're also a lot of the way there because those are very similar diets. Kind of similar with like if you've done Atkins in the past or something, a, a, a higher fat higher protein, low carb diet will match it. Although one thing to know about specific carbohydrate diet is that it is not a no carbohydrate and not necessarily even a low carbohydrate diet. It's That's why it's called specific. So you don't eat bread, you don't eat grains, you don't eat sugar um, or rice as part of grains, corn, um, but you do eat fruits. Um, bananas, mangoes, those are higher in carbs. You know, you eat beans, definitely a higher carb. Um, some vegetables like squash and stuff, some you can eat some starchier vegetables, no potatoes. But you can have squash and I think there's some other more starchy vegetables you can eat. So that's one thing to really keep in mind. It's not a no carb diet. You can have it below if that, that, that works better for you, but it some people have a very high carb diet. If you're eating a lot of honey and dates and fruit, um, your carbs can get up there. So when you're thinking about starting the diet, you kind of have to think about where you're at now and what you need to do to get there because starting anything that's really drastic very suddenly can be traumatic both in trying to do it and emotionally because you are giving up something so there's kind of a grieving process I think um, even though you're making the change for the better and it's gonna help you you're also giving up more than you might realize um, if you've heard my past episodes about the social implications of SCD it's something to keep in mind um, so you know you're not having the same foods and you're, you're gonna suddenly realize you probably know but you're really gonna realize it once you start this if you're new to it, that um, how much everything we do revolves around food, at work, at, at school functions, 
uh, with family, with friends. It's like we're always like, oh, let's have pizza. Let's go out to eat. Let's we're going to have cupcakes. We're going to bring donuts in today. I mean, it's just it's all the time. So you kind of have to mentally prepare yourself for that. So that's one thing to do as you're getting started. So read the whole book. Think about when you're going to start this. For me, I picked a date. As you've heard in my previous stories about this, I picked Halloween because I was like, I'm going to give up that candy on that day. I'm not going to have it anymore. And so that's how I got started with picking the date and reading through the book. When I started the diet, there was not very much online information, um, which is both a hindrance, but in a way, I think it's also a help. Um, online, there is so much information, it's easy to get overwhelmed. The other thing that I very much caution people who are new to the diet against is looking at too many recipes online. The reason is a lot of those are probably going to have foods that you don't want to have when you're first starting out. So when I started out, I didn't make any recipes from the book even. And that's all the recipes I could find at the time was were in the book. Um, but what I started out doing was plain meat, usually chicken breast, um, cooked vegetable, and squash. If you remember from an earlier one, I didn't know how to make squash, I had to call my mom. And I also found like that frozen pack, it's in like the little box and it's mashed already. Um, and that's pretty much what I ate for dinner and lunch and for breakfast. I think I made scrambled eggs. I mean, it was hard to find a lot of food and I know that's an issue for a lot of people, especially if you're trying to gain some weight. But it's also important to find your safe foods. And so you want to find those. For me, eggs have always been a good thing. I, I eat them scrambled and that's pretty much how I like them. Um, I think I had some bacon and uh, chicken. I just, I prefer boneless skinless chicken breast. I always have. Um, if you want to kind of up your fat intake, you know, you could go with chicken thighs um, and ground beef. Um, I always get like the leanest cut I can, but you can, you don't have to do that. Um, I also find that, di for me, digesting higher fat stuff is hard. Um, I always, it kind of disagrees with me. So I've always gone leaner. Um, so that's the thing. It's, it's getting enough calories is difficult in the beginning. But you also want to find the foods that you feel comfortable with. And, and starting and looking at all the SCD recipes with almond flour and coconut flour and all this stuff that's specialty... A, it's, it's overwhelming to try to find those ingredients, even though it's, it's easier now with, the, with paleo and keto being so popular. But it's still, it's more expensive. For me, my advice is stick with some very basic foods, figuring out what you can have. I didn't even add yogurt for a few months. I definitely didn't add almond flour for a long time, at least six months. And for that, I especially recommend, if you can start adding yogurt earlier, that makes it easier to find stuff to eat. I know mean, I was very happy once I started making yogurt because it was something for breakfast. I could make smoothies. Um, I could make frozen yogurt. It was a good snack. I ate, you know, you don't want to have more than three cups a day, but I did eat quite a bit of it. When you're starting with the yogurt, you want to have a little bit of a time. Same with everything. So that's what makes it so hard. You don't want to eat too much of, of anything in particular. I find that I can't eat any one thing 
in excess. And that's where I see people, they kind of, they find something that works for them. And so then they eat a lot of it and then they're like, well, now I don't feel well. So you kind of have to be careful. It is difficult. It's also very boring, but it is the best way to start. So I'm, you know, bringing uh, chicken and I, I was okay with raw, some raw food. So for me, I could bring an apple to work, which is kind of convenient. Um, if you can't, I would suggest making up a big thing of applesauce. Um, I used to do that a lot too, because I didn't want to have too much apples, but I, I could eat them. I could also eat small salads when I first started, but if you can't eat raw vegetables, you'll, you'll need to make some cooked ones, uh, make them in advance, you know, have some meals prepped for their fridge. That's the best way to go, especially if you're making like little meatballs and hamburger patties. Those are very good things that will freeze well that you can heat up. So my advice is to kind of stay away from too much online. The other thing is if you go to any of the groups, it's, a, it's great to have the support, but when you ask a question, you're going to get a lot of different opinions. And so before you ask a question in the groups, if you are a member of any of the groups online, try to look in Breaking the Vicious Cycle first. So for me, I just stuck with the book. I did everything that the book said, and I only ate foods listed in the book. I didn't ask about, I didn't buy any packaged foods. I didn't attempt to make anything. And when I did start making some of the recipes, I just followed them in the book. I didn't like them all a lot. You know, I started learning to kind of tweak them, but to get started, I would literally just stick with the book, follow that, do not get bogged down in a ton of extra information. Because A, it's gonna overwhelm you, and B, not all of it is correct. When you get more familiar with the diet, you're gonna spot things that aren't correct. But sometimes people, they forget. You know, I've been guilty. You know, I forgot this was illegal. Um, or they've added it back in to their diet, something that's not SCD, and they've forgotten that, they, that they've added it. It's become part of their life, and so they start talking about it, even though it's not SCD. So stick with the book. That is the best way to get started and is the best way to be successful. Do not overwhelm yourself with a bunch, with too much information. Too much information is hard. Uh, small amounts of information is good. Another question I get asked about a lot is stages. So there is a website that has a listing of stages stages, phases, I'm not sure, I think it's stages, um, that some people follow. Um, I, I don't, I didn't, they didn't, that didn't exist when I started the diet. Um, according to the book, after you do the intro, all the foods, all the legal foods are available to you to have. Um, and so you can do anything you want within the legal list. Now, some people find it very helpful to have stages because they want that regimen and they're, they're really unsure about what to add. I think that can be helpful, especially if you're dealing with more severe symptoms. You don't want to add things that are going to be harmful, but everyone is different. Like there are things, I cannot eat raw onions to this day. That will give me tons of stomach pain. I don't even know if it's Crohn's related, but I'm assuming it is. I used to be able to eat them before Crohn's, so now I can't. And... There's probably some other things too that just like blueberries do not sit well with me. 
and some other things like that. So it's hard to know what exactly is going to work for you. Um, so some people get really frustrated. They're trying to follow these stages on this from this website. And like, well, this isn't working. I still feel bad when they maybe could be eating something else. So, I mean, my opinion has always been just to follow the book and not worry about stages. Um, I just want to kind of reiterate that that is, they are not a requirement of the diet for sure. You don't have to do the stages. If you find them helpful, look them up. Um, it, it helps to look them over. That is one of the first websites I ever went to. It's called Pecan Bread. Um, but that site is geared towards parents with kids with autism who are using a CD for that. So it's not a, you know, a very, it's not a specifically for IBD and anybody following a website. So the stages are not a requirement. Um, you can do them or you can come up with your own. I, I think it is good to kind of decide what foods you're going to eat. Like I said, you're going to start by keeping it very simple. And then you're going to add in some things that maybe are a little more out there for you. So for me, keeping it simple is stuff that I was familiar with, that I knew how to cook, that fit the diet. So that's why I'm talking about chicken, vegetables, squash. Um, I knew how to cook, I figured out how to cook those things. I already knew how, how to cook chicken. I made it very plain. It wasn't that good. But I stuck with it until I was able to expand. And that is the best way to do it. Find your few few foods, get used to be boring, um, because eventually you will be beyond boring and you'll get to have a much better, more expanded array of foods, but you gotta get there. So keep it simple. Um, stages are not necessary, but you can. And that is the best way to find success when you're first starting the SCD diet. And that is my rule of thumb for getting started and sticking with the diet in the beginning. Um, helping yourself get past your symptoms. Now, if your symptoms are still very bad in the beginning, um, try to cut back on, on ex expanding your foods too much. The other thing to be aware of is that if your symptoms are very severe, do not stop going to your doctor. Do not stop taking any medication without your doctor's guidance because that can be dangerous and that can be harmful to you health-wise. Um, I'll tell a quick story here. Um, one time somebody contacted me because they were trying to do the diet. They quit their beds without doctor's permission and they the symptoms they described to me were that of what I experienced when I had a blockage. And so they're like, well, this diet, when, when is this diet going to help you know, kick in for me, you know, nothing's working, and you're talking about vomiting, you're talking about severe diarrhea, you're talking about pain, um, you know, nausea all the time, heartburn, those are symptoms, those could be symptoms of a blockage, and not just, a lot of people will be like, oh, that's die-off. So die-off is kind of when your bacteria in your gut is resetting. It can make you feel a little sick, but only a little sick, kind of like, you kind of feel like you're coming down with something. That's what it feels like. You're just your 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 gut is resetting itself because you've changed what it's used to getting. Especially if you are eating a lot of carbs before and now you've cut cut down or very much changed them. You might feel a little off. Now if you're having severe symptoms, 
especially vomiting, especially if you cannot eat, especially if you cannot drink water, which is where I was at when I had a blockage. You do not want to take that lightly or let it go. You definitely need to get to the hospital. So in, the, in that story I was telling you, this person is describing these symptoms. I was like, please go to the ER. And she did, and she had a blockage. And it was luckily for her only partial, so she did not require surgery, but she did require treatment beyond diet. So do not take your symptoms lightly. And that's another thing I've kind of reiterated about going online too much, because as soon as you start talking about not feeling well, somebody will start talking about die-off symptoms, and that could be what it is, but you know how you feel. And don't let it just be like, oh, this is normal, if you do not feel normal. Die-off is like a very slight flu-like feeling. If you are beyond that, you should get checked out. Do not be afraid of doctors. Even if they've kind of, I had bad experiences with doctors too in the beginning, but you also need to get the help that you need to keep going and to get healthy. So you might need diet and medical and maybe medication. I'm medication free, but it doesn't mean you know, I had a little bout where I had to take some steroid before. I never have gotten on a biologic or anything like that. But some people do need it. Crohn's is a very un- or an ulcerative colitis can be very unpredictable. And unfortunately for some people, it takes a more stronger approach. And you might need diet plus something. Hopefully you can get to the point where your diet alone is helping or working or keeping you in remission. But... Do not make an assumption that diet alone will automatically help. Um, just, I just want to say that as a caution because, you know, an intestinal blockage can be very serious. And I just, I don't like to, you know, whenever anybody t- starts describing those symptoms to me, I get very worried. So I just, I want people to take care of themselves and not get so reliant on that they've made this dietary change that they're never going to go get themselves checked out by a doctor. So do not, you know, just, you know your body. You know if you're feeling very bad. Do not let that go. Get it checked out. Maybe you're fine. And you can go back to doing the diet. But I just, it's just a word of caution. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Happy Gut for Life podcast with Sherry Lip. Be sure to check out my STD recipes at happygutforlife.com or you can follow me on my social media pages, Happy Gut for Life on Facebook, on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and on YouTube. Um, If you have any questions or have any um, topics you'd like to suggest I cover, send an email to sherry at cdforlife.com. Be sure to subscribe so you'll uh, catch every episode and be sure to tune in for the next week's show.